South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. When John F. Kennedy emerged as the President of the United States of America, his clarion call to Americans and the world was solid. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, Ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. When Nelson Mandela took over the reins of the West Wing of the Union buildings, he made a vow. Never, never, and never again shall it be that this beautiful love will again experience And such is the nature of big leaders. They enter into space and with some of the most memorable statements that tend to be quoted into eternity. At the weekend, the Democratic Alliance re-elected John Steen Hazen as federal leader to no one's surprise really. I doubt even his challenger, Dr. Mpo Palazzo, was shocked by the result. Disappointed, yes? but not surprised. But I digress. And in his acceptance speech of his new responsibilities, John Stenhazen shared with his followers his vision. And today, I publicly declare Julius Malema's EFF to be political enemy number one of the Democratic Alliance. And I commit the DA to fight back against the EFF at every turn with the ultimate aim of defeating the doomsday coalition that could seal South Africa's fate next year. This is no longer about politics, Democrats. It's about the survival of democracy and the survival of South Africa. Throughout this period of of this leadership campaign, I have reflected deeply upon the risk of the EFF coming to power and the demands that this places on the DA. I approach this question in my capacity as leader of the Democratic Alliance, carefully considering what we need to do to maximize our party support in next year's election. But I also approached it in another way, a way that is demanded of me by our country's constitution. In Clause 57, our constitution recognizes And I quote, the leader of the largest opposition party in Parliament as the leader of the opposition, unquote. 
Now, it's a clause that may not be known by many people, but it is one that has profound implications for our moonshot we are about to take to defeat the prospect of an ANC and EFF coalition. Not exactly in the same lines as those of Madiba and JFK, but one thing is clear, the battle lines have been drawn. On the red corner, the economic freedom fighters weighing in at 10 years and just under 12% of the seats in the National Assembly. On the blue corner, in their previous incarnations known as the Federal Progressive Party and the Democratic Party, the Democratic Alliance clocking 23 years on the scale and boasting 84 seats in the 400-member National Assembly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! But what is the fight about between the DA and the EFF, you may ask? Don't look at me. I don't know these things, but I know people who do. And some of them are my friends. So I had invited political reporter on the Soweti Nomazima, but she could not make it. She was going to be joining me with Mbazima Shilowa, whose claim to shame includes being former Premier of Gauteng and General Secretary of Kosatu. Nowadays, he can be found selling wine by day and on Twitter by night. He joins me to help me <laughs> understand why Stian Hazen has decided to take his fight to a smaller party of men and women who wear red onesies by day and Gucci suits by night. So, Loan, good evening. Good day, good day my brother. I'm, I always do evening shows, so I say good evening. Good day. This is a day show. Good day, sir. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm 100%. So, so Stian Hazen Salvo, I doubt it came as a shock to you. Of all people, I don't think you are shocked. Not at all. Uh, and, I, and I'm surprised many people uh, think that, uh, you know, it's more like a new thing. I think the, the, the feeling is mutual between the onesies and the blues. Yes. The, the onesies have made it very clear that they want to cut the throat of the, of the white man. It's only that from time to time, uh, they sometimes need that white man because they can be able to get back at the one that they are really trying to quote, mm. or rather to quote, being the ANC. Similarly, with John, he's also available, waiting for roses from the ANC. And so from time to time, he's got to wink at them and say, look, I know that the onesies are trying very hard to, to woo you. And it appears as if you are even beginning to fall for it, working with them in Johannesburg and uh, Ekuruleni. You even tried in Swani. You're trying in, um, in Etequini and KwaZulu Natal. But guys, we are here for you. So yes, it would appear that his focus is on the Red Beret, but I don't think that's where his focus is. He simply says, keep the ANC below um, 50% plus one, which strategy I don't understand, and that once that has happened, ensure that um, you know the onesies don't get enough seats that we become the natural uh, partner for the for the ANC. So the ANC is there, 
and and both the EFF and the DA are saying, just look at us, wink at <laughs> us, right. and we will do the best. It's amazing. Who would have thought that the ANC would be this, you know, one who's been wooed by everyone else when, when they were supposedly the enemy? In fact, uh, I mean, I think that John... Uh, is, is lying because I think in the Sowetan today, uh, he's quoted as saying that they're going to be uh, mo- they are mooting a multi-party uh, coalition to kick out the ANC. But as you say, and as I suspect, actually, who he wants actually in, in the room with him is the ANC. Well, it's called hedging the bet. You know, uh, you, you you play golf. Eh? I don't know if you have played. I I, I I don't know if you have played with someone who you say. Um, what is your handicap? Yeah. He says, well, for you, uh, I'll play at 19. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, uh, he, he understands that it is the ANC that you have to unseat if you're going to succeed. But I think also when he looks at the numbers, both the appalling and others by everybody else, they say to them, look, Yes, the ANC can drop below um, 50% plus one, but your numbers are not going to be enough for you alone with the um, might and rats that you think you can work with to unseat the ANC. So it may be that, uh, you know, what you need to worry about is not the ANC returning, is the ANC returning with um, with the onesies, uh, and that because for him, if they remain uh, return with them, it is like uh, corruption will be on a higher scale. Yet at the same time, he says they are they are corrupt. It's the same with the ANC, though. I think there's an element of uh, there being the truth, and and I'm not being tongue in cheek. The, the 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 DA and the ANC, from an economic policy point of view, they're not far apart. Yeah. It's just the rhetoric that they are far apart. And they, they both try to portray the other one as the enemy. And maybe, uh, you know, Stian Hazen, their funders, and some of their supporters are saying to them, guys, let's just call a spade a spade. We are closer to these guys than uh, we pretend to be and let them know that, look, to an extent that they think we can help them save the country, we should be available to do so. Well, it, I mean, and in fact, Douglas Gibson in an interview with, the, with SAFM, I think, during the Congress, he did say that the only option that the DA has is to woo the ANC. I suppose it's feasible that uh, depending on the arithmetic and the voters are going to decide that, how many members they give in Parliament, they give to each of the parties. Uh, depending on the arithmetic, it might well be that the DA finds itself in a situation where it's got the choice. Either they reach some sort of arrangement with the ANC, or else the ANC goes in with the EFF. And I think if that happens at night in South Africa, then we are on our way to Venezuela, we're on our way to Zimbabwe. Now, now, between you and I, 
do you think that uh, I mean, you've already said this is not far-fetched right? that's what, what Gibson is saying is not far-fetched or perhaps Gibson himself is maturing like the, with age like Wine himself he's realizing that which he fought for against many years now he needs to uh, embrace well I think that um, it is not only um, the DA if you if you look at some of the commentators except for us saying that no the da you know is not managing its um, coalitions well the anc is muscling in on others you'll find that many of us have said there would be stability in the three metros in um housing yeah if the da and the anc were to work together in that coalition and they can bring everybody else they've got a lot more to lose uh, than the other parties have you can put a, a one mayor or a two seat mayor uh, when things fall apart it is going to be on the da because people are going to say you messed up the earlier coalition that's how this ones came in or they are going to say to the anc you have the numbers you should have come in. So they both have a lot more to lose. And therefore, I think there's that expectation that as happens in Germany, as happens in Kenya, in Israel, or wherever, often when a, a dominant party comes together with simple 1%, 2%, 3% here, it never lasts. Mm. It is not. We are not going to be an exception. So the reality if the ANC can work with, say, the EFF in better numbers at the national or provincial level, and they have uh, 50% plus one, then they will be solid. But, you know, it will have to be a give and, and take. There will have to be things which the ANC could not agree to in 2016, in 2019, in 2021, which it will now have to say, we agree but not because it agrees, but because, man, you've got to keep your, you know, your, your nose uh, in the in the trough. Yeah. Similarly with the uh, DA, they've got very little in common in terms of wanting to work with the, um, with the ANC. But they think, well, rather than have the ones have their hands in the cookie jar, would rather be in there you know, enjoying it with these ones, denuding themselves that we can be able to say to them, please, man, you have had enough, when in fact it's not going to be possible. <laughs> Is it possible that part of the reason the, 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 the ANC and the DA seem to be gravitating to each other is because they've both plateaued in terms of growing their numbers. In fact, the ANC is actually dropping the numbers, but the DA has not really moved. Could it be that they're both saying, hey, uh, chance you can see we're not making any progress, the both of us. So let's bring the little that we have to create a majority. I think um, they are both looking at the, at the flanks. You know, uh, the ANC is worried that unless Cyril Mbalula uh, Mashatile can do something drastic with Mama Action and bring back first those who have stayed away from voting for the ANC, those who just last time thought we won't vote even though we won't vote for anyone. 
if they can bring those and those people decide, let's give the DA, the EFF, Action SA, or anyone else a chance, they will drop numbers in real numbers. Mm. Similarly with the DA, it, it's worried about Action um, uh, SAA. I don't know why they worry about Shiloh, which is one day, but you know they worry about, look, these people will take from us. That's why you'll find most of their speeches are about, please don't, don't vote for small um, yes. parties. Yet they say, we want to work with small parties in order to be able to move forward. So both are looking, you know, because the ANC knows that if people won't go for the DA or Action SAA, they're going to go with the with the ones. Yes. And or, but there are also people in the ANC who may not want to vote for the ANC because they think of it's too nadering with the Red Beret, who may then say, well, let's give these other parties uh, a chance. So it is just a natural instinct of survival uh, rather than that they think the other uh, is a better uh, devil. Now, I find it very interesting, and you would understand it best. You, you, you were premier. You used to stand in front of, you know, all all your M- uh, MPLs and, and the opposition. I find it very interesting that only a month ago, you know, post sauna debate, it was Tian Hazen himself who went on a scathing attack on Cyril Ramaphosa. That you, Mr. President, are somehow guilty of something even worse than the thing that you once accused Zuma of. For if President Zuma presided over nine wasted years, you, sir, have presided over five disastrous years. If you thought that we lost some gains under Zuma, then under this administration, we have gained only losses. The leader of the same party, now I'm hearing that they want to woo into this thing. How, how does this thing work? Because uh, they think me and you forget easily. It is the same with the onesies. They will say to you, um, we want the ANC to go. They, this ANC is not the ANC that we want. But yet it is the same ANC that they are willing to work with uh, out there. So I think if you look at it, you will also realize the same uh, John who is scathing about um, the EFF, he stood there to defend them. You know, when uh, they tried to storm the Bastille, well, not when they stormed the Bastille, they say it was not storming the Bastille. When yeah. they were taking flowers to Cyril yeah. on, the, uh, on the stage, <laughs> you know, uh, he stood up to say, you know, to defend them that, look, yes, of course, they may have appeared threatening, but they should not have been handled that way as it is. So it's called um, speaking from both ends of the mouth. For me, I also find it's a strange thing. I mean, if I'm going to woo a girl to go and meet my parents, I don't also tell her that she's got a smelly mouth and smelly armpits. I I find that a bit confusing, but that's why I'm not in politics, right? I'm not the right guy for that space. (laughs) Well, it depends if you think your parents will uh, smell the armpits before. <laughs> I would hope they don't smell the armpits, but the mouth they would smell. So, other than yes. J- John Vuligate, who won this weekend at the, at the DA Congress? 
I don't think anybody... Well, well, let me put it this way. I think to an extent that the DA wanted to go there to showcase we are one party, we are unified. Yes, we may have competition, but we will emerge as one. And you're really not going to hear a lot of stories coming out of how the whole Congress has been held. I think it was a, a success. Mm. Secondly, to an extent that uh, they wanted to agree on their strategy and tactics for the elections, most of which we will not know because it would have been in closed um, sessions. So we only know what else have been said. I'm sure they've got targets of what they are, what they are, what the, which areas they are going for, what their constituency is, what for them is meant by consolidating. So I think at that level, you know, they've emerged well. I think where they have not been able to move an inch is is for us. Is is from some of us. And and maybe I'm becoming conservative in my old age because I sometimes think we're being unfair on them. You know, I'll give you two examples. We say no, but you know, the DA should have elected more Blacks into its leadership. Yeah. Yet, if I ask you, and well, not you, I mean, the, you know, someone else who says, <laughs> makes the same point, but would you vote for them if they had a Black leadership? Mm. You would say, no, hell no. Yeah. You know, did we vote for and them it, when Munsi was was was? Uh, it, that's was, my point. Uh, yeah, we didn't vote for them when Musi was there, uh, Lindiwe was there, yeah. Balintuli yeah. was there, Makashule was there. We called all of those people house. Yeah. So so you know, and I think it may be that they have decided. You know what? Forget about the noise. We know what we're looking for, may we'll get. But I'm saying from that point of view of, of the commentariat and a few that are on Twitter, we think they're not doing very well. But we are, we are consistent. The the EFF will go to its conference, will come out with the same um, seven cardinal. We're going to look at them and say, you guys think this is China, Cuba, or, or Russia in the 1700? It ain't going to happen. The ANC comes out of its conference. We look at their resolution. We say it's the same, same, same old that we have tried for 30 years. There's not that. So maybe we are just uh, like that. And sometimes parties have to say, we hear you, but the plow is in the furrow. That's where we're going to. So basically, we should just stick to having wine and enjoying life on Twitter. No, 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 no. We shouldn't. We, we, we must always... You know, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> all the time. Someone will hear it. Someone won't, you know. But the only point I'm really making is that if I was in the DA, most of what these people are saying are not really aimed at the fact that if we were to change, they will suddenly vote for us. Is because me and you read a manifesto. Many people don't read a manifesto. All they want to know is what are you going to do about jobs, about water, about sanitation, about electricity. Me and you are going to read the manifesto and we're going to say what is your what is your ideology? Yeah. You seem now to be shifting 
towards the towards the right and so forth you know meanwhile the majority of voters don't read the don't read the manifesto by the way even that missive from the duke of um, kilani i think many people who are commenting on it have seen what just just what the headline says yeah. we don't read those kind of things it's not our nature but also 17 pages is too long you know we're now on, on 280 characters <laughs> But I understand. <laughs> Somebody must teach the Duke to write briefly. One page is enough. We'll get the point. Well, sometimes you don't because you think no, but where else have this thing been done and said? So, you know, you bring in, um, you know, quotations, you even highlight them, you know. So it's the same thing. I guess, you know, if he was. I've learned brevity now because I write uh, columns and uh, <laughs> the news uh, editor always says not more than uh, 900 words. Yes, and that's that's your intro, 900 words. <laughs> that's my point, you know, and, and often I try and uh, and go over in the hope that, well, they'll, they'll understand why I couldn't cut them. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Shilowa. Always wonderful chatting to you. Thank you very much, home making me understand what I could not understand about what happened this weekend. Thank you very much. Forget about the, the Blues, the Onesies and the ANC. Focus on the, the end of this Holy Week, Sunday at the Holy Grail at the Masters. <laughs> Who's going to come out victorious? Let's not talk about that. I can tell you one thing, though. In my view, there was only one loser in the DA's Congress, and that's indisputably the woman who was on the verge of making history, but evidently walked away empty-handed. She may have lost out on every position she contested, but Lungi Lepenyan is clearly not shamed. Uh, basically, as I was saying that um, the Democratic Alliance embraces diversity and um, it encourages members to execute their expertise and capabilities. So I still believe in young people that they can still pursue um, and be uh, contest and be prominent um, leaders in future. On that note, folks, I rest. Catch you on Thursday again on for another episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please download the brand new My Sowetan app and subscribe to this podcast. Now you can do it on the app. Also follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns at Sowetan Live. And from me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.